Welcome to Anti-Aging Unraveled with Dr. Lori Gerber. The body is one of the most complicated systems in the universe. Dr. Gerber and her guests explore integrative medicine and cosmetic dermatology, combining traditional medicine, alternative health practices, new innovations, and technology, which work together to help you look and feel natural and age gracefully. Now, here is your host, Dr. Lori Gerber. Good evening, everybody, and now welcome to another episode of Anti-Aging Unraveled. Um, it's a really exciting one for me. I've been looking forward to this night for a while, not to mention it's the night before vacation for me, but um, I'm really happy to have uh, an expert in the field that I'm super interested in, and it, it's a supplement that I, it's actually a line that I love, to be honest. I'm going to start with, um, it's called Biocidin, and it is by far one of the things that's actually changed my life um, as a chronic Lyme sufferer um, as a couple of years ago. And this product and the product line has actually really changed the way I started practicing with my chronically sick or ill patients. So I have a specialist in the field and her name is Aliyah Khan El-Hadi. And she has a lot of alphabets after her name, MSW, RSW, FNTP, and I'm just going to call her lead clinical consultant for biocidin because that's easier. But we'll find out what all those letters mean, I promise. Um, and if you guys have any questions tonight, and it, I, do, I know that a lot of people did respond on Instagram and Facebook that they were going to be listening tonight. So if anybody has questions, I am going to keep trying to check over to the Instagram uh, messenger as well as Facebook messenger or, and my email as well. So I will try to get them answered. If not, we will answer them afterwards on online. I'll be more than happy to just reply back to everybody. And if I have questions, I'll ask Aaliyah and get everyone answers. So without belaying this anymore, um, Aaliyah, welcome. Thank you. I'm very excited to be here with you. I did not know that you were using it as a chronic Lyme patient. So excellent. I'm excited to have this conversation with you. Yeah. So I, I will give you that whole story soon too. So um, and actually, a lot of my patients are not familiar with, with that part of my story. That happened a couple of years ago. It hasn't been that long in my history. Um, so so let's, let's get down to a little bit of basics. So let's, first of all, you're in Canada, right? So welcome <laughs> from the Hi. other side of the border that we still can't get to. I know. <laughs> Very upsetting. But um, so how did you basically come across this company? How did you start with them? How long ago were you there? All that kind of stuff. Yeah, so I actually have a little bit of a different background. I, I didn't start off in the field of functional medicine, although I always practiced in a holistic manner. So my alphabet soup, <laughs> uh, that MSW is Masters of Social Work. So I'm actually a social worker with a clinical um, lens. I practiced that for well over 15 years and a lot of addiction, mental health. Um, and I loved doing that work, but I actually got sick. <laughs> uh, and I got sick and I kept seeing practitioners and more of, um, you know, our allopathic medicine, because that's what was available to me. And that's what I knew at that time. Uh, I got sick, I lost the function of my hands because I was so inflamed and nobody could figure out what it was. And I went on for about a year, almost two. Um, and I actually met Dr. Fresco. She's the owner of the line. She's developed the full line. Her and I met through mutual friends through, um, it was a yoga practice. We went to a yoga retreat. And that's probably when I was at my, almost at my worst. And we just started talking about biocidin. Um, I didn't know anything about it. And I thought, well, I'll give this a shot. And so I started taking the drops and I was working on some dysbiosis that I had had in my gut. And lo and behold, I started to see the function of my hands come back. Um, and it was really important for me to kind of understand more about that. How could I support my body so that I could continue to have optimal health? Because for you, this might be a similar case. 
recovery is an ebb and flow. So I never am in a place where I'm like, I'm good. I think you always need to work on your health. So then I went back to school and I studied nutrition because to me, the building blocks are what we eat. Uh, so that FNTP is functional nutritional therapy practitioner. So now I combine the two worlds together um, and I use my clinical lens with the social worker as a licensed healthcare professional. And then I bring in the, the nutrition as well. Uh, and then after I met Dr. Fresco, that was actually a handful of years ago. That was closer probably to 2017, 2018 or so. Um, they asked me to come along and I wasn't ready to make the leap yet. And then in 2019, I, I went over to Biocyden as a clinical consultant. Uh, and today I'm their lead clinical consultant. I love the company. They have got such good energy. And I really enjoy being able to speak to other practitioners and clients out there and educate them on botanicals because they play such a large role in a lot of people's healing journeys. Yeah, that's, and that's so important that we, to explain, this is botanicals so that everybody understands most of the, well, actually all the ingredients for the most part are, are natural botanicals. And the way that you guys blend them together is so crucial. Um, and it's just something you don't find in any other lines. And I will tell you, I've searched high and low, so I can speak again from experience that there's nothing out there like this. Um, so, how did, how did, do you know how this started? How did they come up with the, I guess, did someone get sick in the company? How did they start producing this line? Yeah, so Dr. Fresco designed this line in the late 80s. So well over 30 years ago, it's been around the block for quite some time. Um, it came out of a need. Uh, she is initially, when she um, graduated from traditional Chinese medicine, she was practicing holistic, holistic veterinarian uh, practice because she loves animals. So she was actually working with dogs and horses and I think she had some other animals in there as well. And she got exposed to some herbs outside of Chinese medicine. So she had her traditional background with Chinese medicine. And then while working with this holistic vet, she got exposed to some other botanicals. Um, and so she was addressing these really um, difficult to treat infections with these animals. And some practitioners in the San Francisco Bay Area actually approached her asking her if she had something similar for humans. And she didn't at the time. Uh, but of course, she went out on her way and, and she went and revamped that formula uh, and she gave it out to these practitioners. So it wasn't actually a full on line at that point. It wasn't even named biocide and we didn't have biobotanical research behind us. These practitioners were essentially using it on a handful of their patient population that had HIV. So they were using it to suppress pathogen load, increase immune um, health, right? And they liked what they saw. Unbeknownst to Dr. Fresco, one of those doctors actually sent the bottle off to um, Great Smokies Labs, which is now Genova Diagnostics. Mm -hmm. And because she, Rachel had no idea that this bottle was being sent off, she was quite alarmed when she actually received a phone call from the director there. Uh, and Dr. Lee at that time had called her asking her what was in the formula because it's killing everything. She said, is that a good thing? <laughs> and he, he reassured her it was an excellent thing. It, it came out being one of the most highly sensitive substances that they had put on their panel and to this day, I've known they've, they've at least run over a quarter million um, comprehensive diagnostic stool analyses. So they've been able to see how um, sensitive it is to all types of different organisms. Yeah, so that's, and that was what got me, to be honest. I, I love the data. So, you know, when you see this killing everything on every Petri dish, right, it's, it's, and it's performing better than what, 95% of the antibiotics for the most part for a lot of this. Um, and I did read a lot of those, those results as well, um, especially early on. That's amazing. So the ingredients that are mixed together for a site and specifically, and we can talk about some of the other products, are, are so well developed and designed to work synerg synergistically to be bacteriostatic and bactericidal, right? So um, 
And I promise I'll get to my story at some point, but (laughs) I swear I'll get there, guys. So I just want to make sure we get the main points in, then I'll tell you my stuff. So I'm going to just read the ingredients because I think that a lot of people need to understand where some of these things are coming from. So a lot of people have heard of bilberry. I think bilberry, especially with COVID, has been all over, Mm -hmm. you know, everywhere, to be honest. Um, Noni extract, milk thistle, echinacea, um, the two types of echinacea, purpurea, and I can never say angustifolia. Angustifolia, golden seal, shiitake, white willow bark, garlic, grape seed extract, black walnut, the hull and leaf, which is actually important, uh, raspberry, fumitory, gentian, tea tree oil, um, galbanum oil, lavender oil, and oregano oil. So again, a lot of these we've heard of, right? Most of these, I think most people that are in into natural stuff have heard of these things. And they take them like separately, right? You're taking one, you're taking another. You might take this in... You might take milk, milk thistle or grape seeds separate, but the, the key, again, that I think is putting these together and how novel it is for chronic inflammation, chronic infection. And in my case, it was, it was Lyme that was very resistant to treatment. Um, so, you know, what, I guess the, the question that I, I would start with, maybe we'll start with gut, because I think that's, that's probably, you said you were working on your gut health, and I think that's something that a lot of docs miss with this line that it is so good for gut health and then we'll kind of maybe transform into um, the chronic infections and bugs. But so how does it work? So what is, a, what is about, what is it about this that actually makes it help the GI tract? And when we say help, just for you listeners out there, if you haven't listened to my podcast, we love talking about leaky gut, which is my least favorite term in the world, but dysbiosis is a good term. How about we just say inflammation of the gut lining that leads to immune dysfunction? Um, so how does this product help that? Well, in a number of ways. So yeah, as you, a lot you, of them, right? Yeah, you read off the ingredients. So there's 18 ingredients in there, um, 14 herbal extracts and four uh, essential oils. So one of the things you pointed on was synergistic. So you can take uh, oregano oil, for example, and it is a great antimicrobial but it's not very selective with what it goes after. So it will actually decimate the microbiome. So you might actually increase your dysbiosis. It could look better at first, but because you've created so much space for other pathogenic or even opportunistic um, commensal bacteria to grow out of disproportion. So you might be doing a disservice down the road to your gut. So the key here is the synergy. There are micro amounts of these botanicals that are working off of each other. So some are antimicrobial, Um, As you mentioned, there's bacterial static, bacterial cytos. So we've got some um, uh, botanicals in there that are slowing down the replication of organisms, some that are actually killing them. Um, Another huge key part that a lot of people forget about when they're dealing with any type of dysbiosis is what happens if those organisms have created a biofilm? And oftentimes they do. So 80% of microbial infections will create a biofilm in, in as little as two weeks, right? And so if you are going at these overgrowths with an antimicrobial or an antibiotic even, if they can't penetrate through the biofilm, you are not going to get the organisms hidden behind that. It's almost like an invisibility cloak. So think of it like a force field where your immune system isn't recognizing what's going on beneath there. And so these, these um, botanicals aren't going to penetrate in there. With biocidin, we've obviously layered in different botanicals that are also going to disrupt and dismantle biofilms and prevent them from regrowing because they come back very quickly. So the initial formula, which is biocidin liquid, that's the one that was created out of the need from the physicians that asked for it. Um, That was our first formula. And that one really is our our go-to anytime we want to support GI health. It's 
best used because it's going to coat the mouth and the esophagus and then get into the gut in a nice concentrated format. One other thing to think about is if we're looking at dysbiosis, we have a huge long tube in our body. So our mouth all the way to our anus, right? So our mouth will um, have organisms that can translocate into our gut. So we want to address those as well. That's why I really love using the liquid. We do have biocide that comes in a capsule, but my preference is the liquid biocide and anytime we're trying to address GI health. So we're going to bring down um, and balance the microbiome. We're going to start to see short chain fatty acids increase, and that's going to help with uh, uh, tightening up our tight junctions, right? Increasing that. Um, and we're going to start to see also through the botanicals, but also through balancing out the dysbiosis, we're going to have an anti-inflammatory effect. So we're going to bring down that inflammation as well. There's so many different things that are going to happen when you start to rebalance that microbiome. You're also going to see, um, you know, I don't want to go off on a tangent because I could talk for an hour about, about the liver, <laughs> but we're also going to see a decrease in liver damage potentially because when we have something called gram-negative bacteria in our, our gut or even systemic, um, it, the outer coating of gram-negative bacteria releases lipopolysaccharides. Those are very damaging to the liver. So we're going to start to see all of these things start to balance out as we are addressing any type of overgrowth that's affecting the body. So I actually just got a question um, and it was, goes along those lines and it was, how do we check that it's working? Right. So, you know, if you're doing this for gut health, besides obviously symptomatology, right. Um, and I think that's a little bit of a tough question, but because sometimes we don't get the labs you get, you, they end up coming to me, you know, and we don't get some of these inflammatory labs. I just treat based on symptomatology, but I, I do see CRPs go down. Um, I, you know, I do see a lot of, um, I, I actually even believe it or not lipid panels, I, I believe get better, um, when we start using these, especially from a, um, HDL to LDL ratio. Um, I've seen a lot of that. And in all honesty, if, if I, with a company that's very reliable for bug testing, if you will, or microbe testing, I, I do see my levels go down, my IgGs, my IgMs, they'll decrease. And I know a lot of docs don't like to monitor necessarily levels over time, but I've, I've done this, I've done the science, I've watched it happen. And yes, every once in a blue moon, I'll get somebody who's super resistant. But for the most part, I'm able to decrease levels pretty significantly. And um, I did a whole um, separate podcast on um, and radio show on Vibrant Labs, but and I might bring bring them back again, but Vibrant ha does a wonderful job with doing um, a ton of microbe testing and all the variants of Borrelia, all the, you know, Bartonella's. And they, they use basically genetic SNPs. So they're using gene coding and finding exact matches as opposed to running what we would call in, in our medicine guys a Western blot, which is just not a great test for what we need to do. Um, but I do find that we can find inflammatory markers go down. Um, I've even seen ANAs reverse, um, which is some autoimmune numbers with biocidin. So Again, when we talk about a bug challenging or even the gut disruption, you will see massive changes in a lot of, and, and actually liver functions as well. I have seen that too. Um, well, you know, it's interesting. You, you mentioned the HDL and LDL. Uh, we just ran, this is one of our pilot studies, which we're now trying to replicate. Um, but we had 25 participants that did a before and after, took biocide and liquid, um, as well as GI detox. That's our binding agent. I always recommend using both together. And we can yeah. talk a little more about that. But what we saw there in the before and after stool samples is we, well, let me back up for a second. Our hypothesis was we wouldn't see damage in the beneficials. And that's because we were using a layered um, uh, botanicals there. 
And we were right in thinking that. We didn't see a decrease in the beneficial. So the lactobacillus was still up, the bifidobacteria was still up. What we were really surprised by and, and loved seeing was acromancia went up. And that is an, a keystone species, right? We can't really take a probiotic for it, but we want it because it's going to help diversify our microbiome. It's going to help with insulin sensitivity. And it's also going to help with our lipid panel. <laughs> so I, I, I don't, um, I'm not surprised that you saw those also, um, you know, come into range. It's it's amazing what happens when you balance out the the gut and the microbiome and 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 you're right to the point that you made about a lot of people believe that just a probiotic or um, oregano um, to cut down yeast or you know will will do the job for you it just by itself and I and I discourage that to be honest because taking those willy nilly can absolutely it can ruin your gut flora right your your microbiome can be completely destroyed. Um, whether it can be eliminated or you can create what we would call like a SIBO effect, which is mm -hmm. increased bacteria in the small intestine that sh shouldn't be there. So basically you start feeding it, guys. Okay? So when you, when you give the small intestine, the bugs that are in there, food essentially to live off of and then they grow, you can get similar symptoms to what we would call a lower bowel issue, um, which isn't good either. So that is why I love this. And there's so, I mean, even topically, there's utility for this product. And I don't know if you guys have do a lot of things topically. I have seen some of your protocols for wound healing and stuff, but um, I've used it on my dog, just FYI. So the fact that it came from veterinary medicine, I have a dog that has lymphoma that does not heal well at all. And mm -hmm. I use it on her everywhere. <laughs> so yeah, Dr. Fresco definitely uses a line on her animals. It's not something that we really speak about because it hasn't been tested in that regard but you can start to connect the dots for yourself too sometimes. <laughs> and all the, all the things that are in there, I have looked up separately, to be honest with you, and um, perfectly fine for cuts and wounds. And, you know, so in I've, I've definitely used it topically a handful. Um, LSF, I would say, is one of my more dis like indispensable formulas that I'll have around. So yeah. even if I'm traveling, that comes with me. That and the throat spray. They always come with me where I go. Uh, and in fact, I was just talking to a colleague who, who got bitten by a horse fly. And she's like, oh, it's so annoying. We were in a meeting. And I said, why don't you just go put some LSF on that? And she did. She put some LSF and she sprayed a little throat spray on it after. And she's like, oh, I feel a lot better. Yeah. But we, we've also seen it being utilized for a lot more serious um, issues. There was a, I think he was 14 or 15 months old. So a really young population. We use it with all the way from, you know, top baby, even infant, all the way up to elderly. We'll just change the serving sizes for them based on their weight. But there was a 15-month-old um, little guy who came in with Molesculum contagiosum. Um, and for those who aren't familiar with that, it, it's um, a virus, it's, it's essentially, that it almost resembles like a chicken pox. You get a lot of lesions along the body. And so he, this little guy had over 100 on, on the front and back of his trunk. So really uncomfortable. Um, it can take months to years for conventional medicine for it, for it to go away. And in fact, in his case, there was no option because typically they burn them off. Mm -hmm. So too uncomfortable for this little guy. And um, in his situation, it was a case study for us because we didn't know if it was going to work or not. Uh, but we gave him LSF orally as well as topically. And by day nine, the parents were ecstatic. Day 30, we stopped the protocol. Yeah. And he, at that point, there was only hyperpigmentation left. So we've never seen that happen with molesculum go that fast. So we were really pleased with those results. Like I said, I've done it for, for warts. And uh, mm -hmm. like, again, it was a dog. But uh, it's amazing. I mean, similar to mollusca, massive amounts of them in our mouth. And they're, they're just a suppressed immune system, right? So, so she just can't get, the, get rid of them. And if your body can't find them, they just grow. Yep. Like mollusca. 
And we did the same thing topically and orally. And it took a little longer than nine days, but I will say that because destruction wasn't working. We tried, I, I mean, I did, I should say everything and it just wasn't getting rid of them. Her body wasn't finding them. And within a couple of months they were gone. So I think it was maybe like 45 days or so. And I mean, but there were thousands, thousands and thousands. I mean, there were ever, wow. Yeah. So it was pretty, it was pretty impressive. So I'm a big LSF fan as well. So let's tell the listeners, what's the difference between LSF and the regular biocidin? Yeah. So exact same ingredients in terms of the 18 botanicals in there. What the difference is, is we actually take the biocidin liquid, we ship it off to Quicksilver Scientific because they are kind of the, um, the, the leading edge individuals who make liposomes yep. uh, and they turn our, our biocidin liquid into liposomes. So it turns into biocidin LSF. It's a really small nanoparticle size. So we're looking at, you know, looking at around 100 nanometers. So na naked to the eye, you know, we're looking at, I think I read one one thousandth of the width of a hair. So mm. there's no way you can see this size. And so the really small particle size allows for intracellular penetration and absorption systemically into the body. So I like to use that one a little differently rather than just haphazardly putting it in the mouth where I, I use the liquid that way. The LSF, I'll actually do a sublingual delivery under the tongue, holding it for a good 30 to 60 seconds. And that way, a lot of it's going right into the bloodstream. Um, because of that small nanoparticle size, not all liposomes are made equally. So keep that in mind. The smaller, typically, the more absorbable. Um, and it's going into lymph and blood circulation. So now we are bypassing the GI tract. We're going to get some benefit in the GI tract. So I don't want to say you're going to get no benefit there because you're still going to swallow it a little. But mainly, we're going into blood circulation, systemic um, uh, lymph circulation, and then we even have the potential there to cross into the blood-brain barrier as well. So quite different than the liquid. Um, if I'm looking at more systemic challenges or maybe some long-standing challenges, that's where I'll go for the LSF. Yeah, and and I would agree with you. I, I actually I probably use ninety-five percent LSF, um, and primarily because I'm working on the gut as well at the simultaneously, and I know mm -hmm. that the LSF will help me as well. And I'll put them on different glutamine powders and things as well to start calming the gut down at the same time. And then at, once they start getting better, I'll, I'll back them off um, and usually go over to the regular. So, and I'm a, I'm a big believer. So let's talk a little bit about chronic infection, Lyme, um, how it can help, why it helps. And I think actually I am fascinated by why it helps. So maybe why we, well, why we, the studies show that it helps. Let's put it that way. Um, because I think the, thank goodness we have data, which is one of the greatest things about your company, I have to say, is that there's data to back most of this up. It's not just, um, you know, anecdotal. There is, and like, like you said, she shipped it, it got shipped out unbeknownst to her at the time initially. <laughs> and it really floored, I mean, Genova talks about it still. So the fact that they still talk about it is pretty impressive. Um, so let's talk, I think there's four ways, right? Primarily that are three-ish that we can help chronic infection primarily, at least in my experience, Lyme and other co-infections that go with Lyme. Um, and I would even venture to say COVID because I've seen that as well, at least from my perspective, clinically speaking. So let's start with, let's just start with uh, adherence and then. Sure, sure. Um, yeah, I would probably say there's five different mechanisms. Five? Okay, I'm looking at it. <laughs> I might need to recount. <laughs> uh, I, I added some because I thought about it. So for the first thing is the quorum sensing. So for, if any of your listeners don't know what quorum sensing is, essentially these organisms do something where they are communicating with each other, essentially, 
to find each other where they can then build a colony. Um, and once they have a large enough colony, they excrete that, bo- that biofilm, which I was mentioning earlier. Um, and it can have multiple organisms beneath that biofilm. So first things first, we cut down their communication strategy. They are no longer able to quorum sense, so they can't find each other. Um, and there's a handful of ingredients in there. So the, the garlic, the oregano, bilberry, the golden seal in there are going to shut down the quorum sensing. Um, then we have the initial attachment phase. So if these organisms can't attach or adhere to surfaces, they can't create a biofilm. So that's the earlier part of biofilm formation. Um, and a handful of the essential oils in the formula are going to inhibit that attachment phase. So now the antimicrobials, but so can your immune system, the more easily can go to work and get rid of these organisms. Um, once they get to that adherence phase, it's actually uh, irreversible in terms of detachment, um, uh, in terms of, you know, rinsing or fluid going by, we then need to get more aggressive with how we remove biofilms. Uh, swarming motility is another piece. Uh, I know you mentioned that one too. Uh, these organisms typically will grow flagella. So they get these tails where they can readily move around the body, um, hide out in different, you know, crevices of the body, move around quite quickly away from Im- an immune response. Um, we sometimes even find, for example, we'll find spirochetes in the pit of a tooth. You're thinking like, how did that even get there? But we're all connected, right? Um, so we, we shut down the um, swarming motility with the grapeseed and the bilberry. Um, and that way, the antimicrobials, which are an, in abundance in this formula, can go to work. But I'm also a huge believer in our immune system. So not only are antimicrobials going to work at that point, but so is your immune response too. Uh, and a huge piece, I think, is the inhibition of the efflux pump. Yeah. So we are going to see reoccurrence um, of infection because typically biofilm, is going to be an antibiotic resistance, the same thing with the efflux pump. So this is a drug resistance mechanism on the organism where essentially if something's coming into that cell while that's um, aggravating them, damaging them, threatening them, they just pump it out. So they use the efflux pump to pump out any kind of harm there. And so if we shut down that efflux pump, biocide gets in, does its work. Um, And if the practitioner is using it alongside other antimicrobials or perhaps even an antibiotic in some cases, that drug resistance isn't there because the efflux pumps are shut down. So we've actually even seen through our Borrelia research, um, we have some published research on that, um, where we saw the efflux pump shut down with the use of both the liquid and the LSF. Uh, So that was pretty exciting for us to see. Yeah, and that's that's pretty amazing. And I think, first of all, I think quorum sensing is just super crazy and cool but isn't it I could spend hours talking about that too I didn't want to go off on a tangent <laughs> yes we're dorks I'm sorry guys it, it happens in, in medicine and biology um but yeah they they literally talk to each other so these chemo these chemo receptors and chemo censoring and to block that is crucial so I actually had a patient today who um came to me as a post-covid patient and I have a lot of them right now um I do tend to do quite a bit of, of functional medicine in in that part of the post-covid world but she wasn't getting better, felt achy, fevery, joint pains, literally couldn't get out of bed, would have good days and bad days. But this is a girl who would go out and garden every day, work out every day, very, very, very active woman. And I've known her a long time at this point. And interestingly enough, after everything she was telling me, and I, I did, um, I started off on the first thing I did, actually, we use, we do silver as well. So I did silver and biocide and LSF. Um, we used a product we're going to talk about soon, which is GI detox and Olivarex. Um, but I also put her on a, a gut protectant. So we use, um, something called gut shield or gut calm, which is a high dose glutamine protocol. And 
did that be, while I was testing her for bugs because I knew that there was something else there. This wasn't your traditional, um, especially her waxing and waning and nightly nightly aches, right? So it was like every night fever aches, very consistent. And unfortunately, testing her through traditional mechanisms came out negative for Lyme. Um, testing her through Vibrant, again, um, interestingly enough, came back with two different types of Borrelia, which is Lyme, guys, and um, a species of Bartonella. And she had a mixed variety of IgGs and IgMs and, and C6 um, protein. So really, really, what we would call alternative pathway positive. And put her on antibody. And she had described to me today, actually, in my office, how even despite trying to get rid of what we would call the Herxheimer reaction, which is what we use to stop the um, re response of killing off the bug, which we'll talk about in a few minutes, um, she still got one, not nearly as bad as it would have been. And I ha she had told me that as I am literally reading her, her results of her Lyme positive test. So it's almost, it almost gave me the diagnosis without knowing it, right? And I love that because how amazing is it that I was already stopping the biofilm? I'm already stopping the quorum sensing. I'm already stopping the efflux pump. So now I can effectively hopefully get her on antibiotics and get somewhere. Right. And then keep her on the biocidin and keep her on the silver for quite some time to try again, that waxing and waning protocol. Cause it unfortunately doesn't, at least I'm, as far as I'm concerned, once you're at a critical threshold, it doesn't completely go. But, um, you know, get it to a point where she's completely functional, you know, and we can kind of go forward. So, I think that's really interesting. And to your point, yes, we need antibiotics sometimes for sure. But I've equipped her body and her immune system to now help me eliminate this. And that's what I love about it. Um, so that's, that's my little tidbits for today. But the, you know, the, the tetracyclines, the macrolides, the quinolones, the cipros, they work better when you're able to get, in, get them into the cell, into the, the, the microbe. If you can't get through that biofilm, I think I look at it like one of those plastic bubbles that you used to blow through. The, um, they were like little air bubbles and they looked like plastics. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's what I think a biofilm's like. It's like this plastic circle that surrounds you. Um, and if you can't get into that, well, all you're doing is maybe killing a couple free-floating you know, spirochetes or microbes. And then it's just sitting there until they get, again, they get together and they talk and they build and they make, their, they make themselves present. So you know, I love it and you don't have to sell me. So <laughs> we're about the 40, we're about the 38 minute mark. So I'm going to kind of, um, probably talk a little bit about yeast maybe. Um, because I think this is a really big one. I've also used it for chronic, I will say chronic, um, UTIs and yeast infections in women. So I actually liked this little blurb that I had come across in some of the research. So let's talk about yeast overgrowth and how it for sure. So we, we do have a lot of pilot studies showing um, the effectiveness of biocidin with candida albicans specifically. Yeah. Um, and, and I want to back up for a second and piggyback on something you said a lot earlier. You're talking about SIBO. Yeah. And so when a lot of people are addressing SIBO, they're using antibiotics or antimicrobials. But if they're not in a nice synergistic balance, you sometimes develop CFO, <laughs> you know, you've gotten rid of the bacterial overgrowth, but you've left so much space and you've, you've gotten rid of so many of your beneficials that now we start to see an abundance of a yeast overgrowth. Yep. Um, so I, I see that happen all the time. And that's really why I like to use a balanced formula like this, because we don't see CFO being developed when we're addressing dysbiosis. In fact, we sometimes use biocidin when there's a fungal presence there. Um, and so one of the things that I love about 
biocidin is a, it will help, you know, decrease that, that um, uh, yeast overload, but we're not damaging our beneficials so that the yeast does not continue to grow and proliferate. Um, one of the other things, and I don't think we, we, we talked about it in previously, we were, you know, talking about a few of the products. I didn't mention biotonic and it's not something that you yeah. had talked about, but it's one of, I love, I love biotonic. And the reason why I want to talk about it for a brief moment here is it contains artemisia, that sweet wormwood. I love that for a few things. It's antiparasitic itself, but it also will help retard the hyphal growth in yeast. So with candida, you know, it can develop its own biofilms and it will have a budding. So it gets the daughter bud and then it starts to have these hyphal, um, almost like tentacles that penetrate into the tissues and make it a really difficult to eradicate. Um, so I love bringing biotonic as an, an additional support there too, to stop that. Um, but certainly with, with the yeast overgrowth, We've seen that being diminished as well with biosign because of the handful of antimicrobials in there. I will note, and I don't think I, I, I said this eloquently enough earlier, is biosign seen as a, a broad spectrum antimicrobial. So yeah. not only is it going to address bacterial overgrowth, it's also going to address fungal yeast overgrowth as well. And then in some cases with the Borrelia research, we're also seeing it, it support um, and address some viral concerns as well. Yeah, I think, um, and actually, I did not know that about the um, biotonic and artemisia. So that is going to be on my new <laughs> list <laughs> after we get off of here. Um, I'm a big artemisia fan, especially, again, for my Lyme patients, too, and keeping their, um, one, it's great for penetrating biofilms as well. But for keeping their um, natural yeast in check, it's it's phenomenal. So, um, And it, that particular one actually is, a, it, it's an adaptogenic blend. So it's really been more designed for supporting digestion yeah. and um, fatigue which often is one of those symptoms that come along with those Lyme patients, right? So it's a nice one to balance. So not only are you going to get the retarding of the hyphal growth, but you're going to get a little balance of the HPA axis as well, right. along with that. As well. Gotcha. But that's, so guys, so biotonic, maybe we have a new one on my website, so look for that <laughs> as well. Uh, so, we, so yeah, you just brought up, that was actually going to be my next point was the broad spectrum. So I think that's really important to understand that it doesn't treat, just treat one thing, right? We're talking about so many different things. We're talking about yeast, we're talking about bacteria. And I'll just put in there, and again, this is, I can talk about this because I'm using it anecdotally and clinically. Um, I have found it to be really successful um, with COVID exposure and even my post-COVID patients. So like, I'm, I'm of the thought that post-COVID patients are, Nine times out of 10, when they're not getting better, they have two things going on and they see this almost almost always. They have a gut that's already disrupted before they get infected and they did not realize it. Whether they had symptoms or not, it doesn't matter. Um, so they actually get dige new digestive symptoms. And that's almost every single patient, I have to say. So almost like the lack of digestive enzymes. And to a point where it's, it's, they can't really eat. And the other thing that I'm seeing is I'm reactivation of, of infections that have already been sitting there. And I think that's really key. You know, when you see somebody that is having these symptoms that they perceive to be continuing, it might actually be a recurrence or a reactivation of a latent virus or yeah. Like, and that's, and that's what I'm seeing al in almost everybody. Now, could COVID still be sitting there? I'm still of the thought process that possibly yes. Um, I'm not convinced that it's eradicated completely. Um, so, and we'll, I guess that remains to be seen and we'll see. And uh, again, I'm not trying to put any ideas out there, but I can tell you that in almost every case, this is someone that already has leaky gut, that already has immune dysfunction or autoimmune issues and almost always um, 
has a microbe that has been reactivated or, or underlying. So again, one of my top lines, biocidin and silver are two that I just kind of, you know, almost everybody start on it because it's, it's so awesome. Um, I don't, I use mostly LSF, I have to say, cause I love, I love the delivery system, although it does taste like Christmas trees, but <laughs> sorry guys. I haven't heard that one. I've heard no. some Christmas trees. Okay. <laughs> oh, it's absolutely. You taste the, yeah, you taste the, I guess it's almost like a eucalyptus flavor. It's very, it's very Christmas tree. <laughs> like it's probably the bilberry in it to be honest, but, um, yeah. I should get a book of, of people's descriptions. I should, you know, start creating that. What does it taste like for you? <laughs> it's bad. It's pretty, it's, it's okay. You get used to it, actually. I have to say, it's one of those things where in the beginning it really bugged me, but now it doesn't bother me at all. So, I've had one male patient um, not, not enjoy the taste of it. Other than that, I have not had any issues with it. Yeah, I mean, it's, I think with kids it's a little bit of an issue, but because I've used it in kids too, and they don't love it, but it's not, it's not terrible. It's gummy bears. I've been making gummy bears with biocidin. That's my trick. <laughs> oh, wait, you do put gelatin in it? Yep. <laughs> oh, all right. So this is what we're doing over the weekend, guys. Oh, not this weekend. Next weekend when I get back. All right. <laughs> with, all right that's going to be our trick. We're going to put that on uh, YouTube or something. We'll do it. We'll make it online. Um, all right. So let's talk a little bit about the other products so that go along with kind of biocidin and, and how they work together. And I think this is really important because I actually think a lot of docs miss the boat on this. Um, you know, you just go to treat and again, hit it with antibiotics, hit it hard, but we're not doing anything to make the patient <laughs> feel better yeah. or necessarily help them to get the bug out of their system. These are people whose livers don't work, you know, their guts don't work, we're not absorbing things. So they're all junked up, right? So, so it's, it's, for sure, I should put out there, you can use this line with other products too. So if you're working with yeah. somebody who's not able to digest, get them on some digestive enzymes, support yeah. their body that way. Um, you know, you had mentioned earlier with, with um, your post COVID patient, she was having some Herxheimer reactions, right? GID talk. So you want to use a broad spectrum binder. Probably when I'm consulting with practitioners and they call in and they talk about these reactions, I ask, what are they using to bind? Often it's nothing or it's a solar binder. So they're just doing activated charcoal or they're just doing spirulina. And I'm like, well, again, there's a layering effect, right? So GID Tox contains what is in there? MMST silica, which is a binder itself, right? Then we've got some activated charcoal, humic and fulvic acid, which is lovely for that pesticide absorption as well. And, and regardless of how clean we eat, we are exposed to it. <laughs> um, then there's some apple pectin, a little bit of aloe. Uh, I feel like I'm missing one. Oh, zeolite clay. Zeolite, yep. So all of that is packed in there. There's a little bit of aloe in there too, because all binders, regardless of where you get it, who you purchase it from, they can have a drying effect. So two things, make sure you're hydrated. Extremely important. Anytime you're trying to do any kind of detox protocol or any protocol in general, like you need to be hydrated. And, and when you're taking a binder, that too. So I like people to follow it up with a full glass of water. That's typically how I recommend it. Uh, but there's also a little bit of aloe in there too, to help offset that drying effect. Um, so certainly can be something titrated to tolerance as well. Um, usually I'll do one or two caps, but there's some random cases. Um, I was working with somebody who was mold um, compromised and she wasn't able to get out of her living situation yet. So we had her on a lot higher of a serving as well with that. So you can play with it uh, depending on your need. Now, do you, do you recommend doing it a couple of days or weeks before you start biocidin? You know, I've had that question a few times. I don't think it hurts. 
Um, it's not necessary in all cases, but if there's some individuals with a really high toxic load, I don't think it would be harmful to start off with that. Um, in fact, those who are really sensitive and have those really severe Herxheimer reactions typically are Lyme mold patients. Mm-hmm. Um, those who have co-infections um, going on, um, starting off with a binder, or sometimes I even like to start them off with biotonic, just to give them a little bit of um, vitality to bring up that force for yeah. them. Fix the adrenals uh, first. I'm, I'm, I'm with you on that a lot of the time. So bring in those two if they're really sensitive individuals. Otherwise, I'm, I'm fine with starting off with biocidin because you can titrate it. So you can go one drop or if it's LSF, you can do one pump. If one pump's too much, you can dilute that in water. There's so many ways of titrating it so that you're able to tolerate it. It's, I'm not one of those practitioners that pushes people through a Herxheimer reaction. <laughs> we want to make sure that they're still comfortable and they're still going to show up next week or next month to continue their protocol. So let's work with the body. Um, so supporting the detoxification pathways also, um, biotonic, I didn't mention this, but it, it will help support lymph drainage too. So if our drainage pathways are not open, we're going to have more of a Herxheimer reaction as well. Um, and that will lead me into olivirex. So olivirex is another, uh, I'd say it's a really potent antimicrobial on its own, right? So it's packed full of other antimicrobials. It's a nice option if somebody has a nut allergy. So if they can't take the, the black walnut hull or leaf, um, then olivirex might be an alternative for them. I will also use olivirex alongside biocidin in those situations where it's a longstanding, um, you know, situation, uh, really uh, complex, multiple co-infections going on, a lot of gram negative, definitely methane dominant bacteria, olivirex comes in as well. Um, Oleoprin is one of the main ingredients in olivirex. So that's olive leaf extract. Um, And very easily you would find in the literature that it's antiviral. So it's something that I actually use for seasonal support. And I don't see, um, uh, I wouldn't disagree with you in terms of how you brought it in in for your post-COVID patients, because again, being antiviral can be supportive in some regards. I will say Biosyn has has not done any um, research on on, um, COVID yet. So only from our own experiences are we deducing this from no claim from the company, but it's something I used when I got COVID. Um, It was... Uh, part of my protocol was the olivirex, the LSF, the GID tox, uh, and a ton of, of course, uh, proflora because of the quercetin in proflora. So I, um, my, myself and my husband came out pretty great. So I'm really grateful for that. But I think it's because we really supported our immune health prior to, but also when we actually contracted it as well. Yeah. So I, Yes, agreed. Um, obviously, I can't make any claims, guys, but I will tell you, like I said, from a clinical perspective, um, and what I do, and people look to me for non-traditional answers. And from a science perspective, it makes sense. And it's going to just make you healthier. That's, that's, that's the bottom line, right? There's so much to it that's just going to improve the way you feel and the way that your body responds to things, um, specifically when it's taxed by an infection or a bug. So I do love Oliver X. So um, the question that someone asked me the other day is why can't they just eat olive oil. I, I literally got that question. So um, <laughs> I think it's important to talk about the potency and the purity of the, I can never say the, the oleoprin. <laughs> so um, yeah, so it's, a, it's a very high grade oleoprin. Um, it, it's coming in around 18 to 24%. In fact, Dr. Fresco designed olivirex for herself. Okay. So she had Epstein-Barr virus and she was using oleoprin um, to help support her body in that way. 
And she was taking it from another brand, but the potency wasn't there. So she said, I was like taking eight or 10 capsules. It was some ridiculous amount each day. Um, and so she met a farmer who uh, sourced this really potent oleoprin and then she blended it with some other botanicals as she you know, normally does, true to her fashion, uh, and came out with this, this formula. It's great, not only you know, for being antiviral, antimicrobial, um, but also it has a bunch of botanicals in there that are going to channel toxins to the bladder and kidney, or not kidneys, pardon me, to the bladder. So that way we can excrete them. It's also going to help with your kidney drainage too. So it's a beautiful uh, formula in that regard. It's not one that I use with young patients because they can't, if they can't swallow capsule, that I would say is not a like a nice tasting formula. Yeah. Um, so take it into capsule if you can. I actually have used it with one, one little girl. She was, I think she was seven years old and she had come in with herpes. Her, she had the herpes simplex virus. So she had come out with a, a break on her lips. So we did topical application of LSF oral as well. And then she was really brave and took the Olivirex half a cap AM and half a cap PM. And we put in a little bit of hazelnut butter and honey and, and away she went. And three days later, cold sores gone. Five days later, we stopped the protocol. So very quick and easy for her. But I would say most kids are probably not going to um, grab onto that Olivirex unless they can swallow the capsule. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I've, I've, I've tried it. It's, it's, I, I wouldn't even take it. <laughs> <laughs> it's bitter. It's extremely bitter. I was so surprised that this gal was doing yeah. it. And I was, Okay. <laughs> but I, I do the capsules. I mean, the capsules are wonderful. Ooh. So actually, you brought up a product that I didn't put on our list. So maybe we can just touch um, on the Proflora. Um, sure. So, and I have to sneeze. I'm sorry, guys. Um, so I actually did not remember that it had, um, uh, you just said it, but I can't remember. Quercetin. Yeah, quercetin in it. And I love quercetin for histamine reactions too yeah. um, and cutting down the inflammation from allergen spiral, if you will. So Tell me a little bit about that product. It's something that actually I've used in the past in the office. I just, I have not carried it on a regular basis and I would love to tell my listeners more. Sure, sure. Yeah. So it is, um, it's a probiotic uh, and it's a spore-based probiotic. I don't want to scare people off with that because there's some um, confusion between soil-based and, and human-derived. So this is a human-derived spore-based probiotic. In fact, we partner up again with one of the companies that does it best and it's Microbiome Labs. Uh, so they are very um, uh, kind of, I'd say the, well, maybe not the forefathers, but they've done a lot of work in terms of spore-based probiotics. So we licensed three of their spores. We've got the Bacillus subtilis, coagulins, and clausi in there. The difference between a spore-based um, probiotic and your conventional probiotics, like a lactobacillus species of, of such, especially if, if your conventional ones aren't um, enteric-coated, about 3% of it makes it into your large intestine. That's, that's a very small amount. Um, so some people, when they see ours, they go, oh, well, you only got 3 billion CFUs. That's a lot. Uh, and the reason why it's a lot is 99% of that actually makes it into your intestine. <laughs> so you're getting all of that where you want it to go. And then, like you said, that quercetin, I love using it for histamines. So if there's any kind of mast cell activation response going on, certainly I bring in Proflora. You can bring in additional quercetin too, if you'd like. Um, and then it also has some marshmallow and aloe, again, um, really soothing to the mucosal lining of your GI tract. So we're trying to plump up that mucosal lining. That's another defense for us. So we don't have those, um, that leakage through the gut pathage pathway and, and getting those antigens through. And then we start seeing immune response. Um, so not only is it going to help to proliferate um, the organisms in our gut, but we're also soothing that lining, which is really key and important. Um, and one other thing I will note about spore-based probiotics, especially these three that I've looked at, um, these three species more specifically, 
is they actually produce their own antimicrobials. So not only is it a probiotic, now it's also an additional layer of an antimicrobial. So pretty cool in that regard. And they last a lot longer in the system too, not damaged by stomach acid. They don't need to be put into a fridge so you can easily travel around with them. Really, really versatile. And I will say also most people tolerate them really well. So for some folks with dysbiosis, especially SIBO, they usually don't tolerate a lot of probiotics all that well. Um, and so this was one that you can titrate if you need to, you can open it up. All of our stuff can actually be taken out of the capsule. Um, but I usually, I, that hasn't been my, my case. I haven't had to titrate it for anyone yet. Um, but it is something that I will advise other practitioners of if they come across that. Oh, interesting. So everything that we take out of your capsules too, nothing's extended really good. So everything. Nothing. Up. So I get that question quite a bit, to be honest. Um, I have a lot of patients, especially with what I do that just, quote unquote, they're very sensitive to medications, right? So even if I don't want to titrate them up in a certain way, they, they want to titrate themselves, which that's good to know because then we can split these up. We can put it into a smoothie. We can do something to make it a little bit more, um, a little smaller dose and more palatable for a patient. So definitely, definitely. And that's also why I love using it with kiddos. <laughs> yeah, it's amazing. Uh, so I will, I'm going to briefly tell you guys my story. We have about four minutes. So I'm going to give you my story. And so about, I, for those of you who don't know me, I'm pretty active. I've done an Ironman. I've done some halves. I'm a little bit um, crazy sometimes. So I love to train. I do a lot of training. And I had hip surgery about four years ago and started to come back from hip surgery after I had completed an Ironman and another half and then did a half marathon and went to Brazil. So my honey was doing an Ironman in Brazil. And I had a rash there that I did not realize at the time was going mm. to Lyme because um, my whole leg was red and I did not think that it was Lyme, but cause it really was, it was just my whole thigh was just a big circle. And I came home and I had taken prednisone when I was away because my red leg was hot and annoying. And that was probably the worst thing I could have done. And I got home and I was not getting rid of my jet lag. That was my theory, right? So I was exhausted. I was tired all the time. I was achy all the time. And then fast forward about eight weeks in, I started getting some blurred vision and started to the point where I couldn't think. Like my brain was so foggy that when I was at work, it was almost like I was talking like Charlie Brown's teacher. <laughs> so I could hear myself like wah, wah, wah. Very, very bizarre to the point where I would talk myself out of running outside. And I, this is going to sound very strange because I was afraid I couldn't get home. Like the very, very bizarre, not normal thought processes. I am not an anxious person. So anyway, I went and drove my labs, thought maybe it was my Hashimoto's, maybe it was, you know, something else, my testosterone and went and got a doctor to get me an MRI because I thought it might have been MS at the time and put a Lyme on my labs last second, just literally threw it on my Western blot with a regular lab. Lo and behold, my Western blot came up positive with four out of five. Now, I didn't have five, but I had four positive bands and, um, you know, I ended up getting a vibrant lab test much, much, much later. But so I started treating myself and at that time, I was having a lot of neurologic symptoms. So I think that what you'll, you know, what I can tell you from experience is the brain thoughts that I was having and the weird, I, I'll never forget the thought process that I was running, you know, 16, 18 miles at a click. And to think I couldn't go three miles because I wouldn't be able to get home because um, I'd be too tired was ridiculous. So the thought processes were so strange that I really didn't, um, 
I didn't understand where that was coming from. So I think that that's really critical to understand that when I started, I did an antibiotic regimen. I'm just getting some questions, guys. Um, I did an antibiotic regimen and I did all these things. And I have to tell you, I wasn't better. You know, I did a round and a half. I did actually did almost 60 days of Doxy internationally. Doxy is, um, we do it for, they actually do it all, up to six months international. I'm sure in Canada, I know it's different than the United States. It's 21 days here, which is insane. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, <laughs> it's just doesn't even touch the envelope. Um, it's the tip of the iceberg, but I was not getting better and I wasn't tolerating the doxy very well. So I would get sick. I'd feel achy. I'd feel terrible. So actually that's when I started to find, um, biocidin. So I had already started myself on silver. So colloidal silver, same company that you guys get your micro particles, nanoparticles from. And I started the silver, I started a quintessence protocol, which um, is a protocol I learned way back when from, oh goodness, ages ago. And when I'd started that with artemisinin, so artemisia, quintessence protocol, biocidin, and silver, I finally started to feel improvement. And I weaned myself off the doxy um, after a while. And I've been on gut protocols for a long time. So just so you guys understand, I've been I have leaky gut. I've been on all these things forever. Um, I have reflux. I have autoimmune thyroid disease. My mom has RA and I have positive ANAs for years. So I'm kind of that perfect candidate to have Lyme that just doesn't go away. Um, so I do have good and bad weeks. Uh, I've been good for a while until honestly I got my COVID vaccine and honestly I have not felt up to par. So I will say that, you know, but again, it's that wax and wane. So I went back on my biocidin more frequently. Um, same thing with the um, the uh, GI detox and the Oliver X. I'm back on both of those, which I've been off for quite some time. So, and I'm starting to feel better again. So it is that kind of all right. Those those bugs got me. They made their biofilm again. They started to kind of creep back into my life, and we just have to put them down again. So that's kind of my crazy story. Uh, not as bad as not being able to use my hands, but. I couldn't. Oh, oh, I don't know. That's still <laughs> that's still pretty bad. Fatigue. I have a family member with Lyme too, so I I, I see it, and it, it it's debilitating. It is, and I used to. I will say, and then we have about two minutes. I will say that I have seen both sides of the spectrum. I've been a traditional physician, so I was a family practitioner by by trade, and I've then I came into this, and I will tell you, um, I thought that people that talked about this stuff were crazy, right? You know because really, how could this be normal? And then you meet people and you learn how to get them better and all these things. And you realize, wow, um, we're missing the mark with medicine. And yeah. that's actually why I started doing this because it totally was missing the mark. I got sick and I was allergic to all thin skin fruit. And that's actually what made me fall into this whole thing after I had my baby. So again, we're, we're wrapping it up, guys. I think we have about 30 seconds, but um, I think what you need to understand is that, and you can probably agree with me, traditional medicine, unfortunately, we've gone so far right and so far left. We've really missed the mark in, in both ends, I would say. And there's so much in the middle that mm -hmm. we have to offer that you don't have to be stuck with these symptoms that are unexplained by, by traditional medicine. And I hope that biocidin is one day traditional medicine, to be honest. Me too. <laughs> uh, so, um, you know, on that note, I'm going to close with saying, Aaliyah, you're amazing. You can come back anytime because we would love to hear you talk. You explain things very, very well. So whenever you want to come back, we'll talk about lots more. 
And I'm all for it. <laughs> yeah. And we can uh, get all these products on mydrlori.com. And it's M-Y-D-R-L-O-R-I.com. And if you have any questions, just shoot me a message. I will forward them to Aaliyah or myself so we can uh, get sorted. All right, guys. Have a great evening. And I'll talk to you next week. Thank you for tuning in to Anti-Aging Unraveled. Be sure to join Dr. Lori Gerber again next Wednesday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time and 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. We'll talk again next week and keep you aging gracefully. 